Hey, this is a new thing we're trying out here. It's called Afterthoughts, where we're kind of hanging out uh, after the show, having a little uh, off-the-cup kind of reflection, um, some thoughts, a little bit more in-depth on the episode. Let us know what you guys think. Let us know if we should keep doing it. Let us know if you guys are enjoying this Afterthoughts, um, a little more deeper dive maybe, um, some other kind of things, maybe a little off-topic-ish. Uh, let us know what you guys think, and on to the show. So, like, uh, I just, the whole upholder thing is just something that, that's just something that I've grown over time to understand. Yeah. It worked. Being as the questioner tendency inside of me, after looking at everything the world has to offer, just being upholder makes way more sense. It does. You know? It, it is. Like I said, I was, I was like, I'm just, damn, that would be so much easier just being upholder. Yeah, but it's not the easiest thing to be, go against your own tendency for sure. It's not. No, I for a long time and i think that's the reason why i just don't do real estate anymore is just because it that sacrifice there allowed me to become an upholder and i didn't that didn't sit you know that wasn't a good time in my life i guess honestly yeah and, well and it also forced you to be an obliger uh somewhat but as the i only try the obliger approach uh, upholder obliger approach because that works well for that business, you know what I mean? That's what worked in that industry at that time, but you just run yourself into the ground. Yeah. It's crazy. You know, a polar obliger is the worst. Like you do everything for everybody else and you try to do the things for yourself, but like yeah. in the end, collapse. So well, especially as an upholder, you do everything for everybody and you Yeah, but I'm saying as a upholder obliger, you you tend more towards other people. The yeah. external the external expectation is greater than the they feel greater yeah and yeah. he starts to slip so anyway i you know now i'm going through school i was more of the the steady stable upholder i held things equally accountable on both sides yeah you know so it it, it just kind of depends but going against the grain though is not easy it's definitely a part of me that don't say well maybe that's why i don't want to believe i'm an upholder you know what i'm saying yeah yeah absolutely and that's what i'll you know the thing I'm trying to be cautious of is the confirmation bias. Now that I know this information, it's easy to say, "Oh, that's just because I'm a questioner." Yeah. Instead of instead of you know maybe challenging it or you know what, this is a bad side of being a questioner or this isn't necessary as a questioner. Like you have the information, you have the answers. Like you got to explore that because even going through the whole for me going through the whole upholder obliger phase. Yeah. That, that was completely what you're talking about. I was forcing myself to be something. And so I had to constantly ask that, is this what an obliger yeah. upholder would do? You know, and it's like, oh yes, it is. So yeah. I just don't want to use that as an excuse. Well, I'm a questioner. That's why I'm doing this dumb shit. And that's why I'm, I'm getting, I'm gathering more research. I can't start until I have more information. Like that's been like a mantra of most of my adult life. It's like, if I get, as soon as I get a little more information, then I can start this. Yeah, but as I learn a little bit more, I can go and I can become X or Y or whatever. Yeah, well, we talked about that uh, even towards the end of the last show is that, you know, use that as part of your analysis. Right. Buy the product, do one of the actions that you're investigating. And after doing it, then taking the information, is it actually working? Yeah. And that's what I've been working on, like getting better at. Like, listen, analysis over action time. Cause I would right. sit so long. I would sit so long in the action phase 
And then you also get that, um, I, sometimes I feel like that uh, imposter syndrome, like, man, people are going to know I don't know a whole lot about this yet, you know? Right. But I think the best way to do that is just say that up front. You know? Right. And, you know, what, I, what I've also found on, the, on, the, on that is I actually know a lot more than I'm giving myself credit for and I'm no more knowledgeable than I'm giving myself credit for. They're like, God dang, you got this shit down. I'm like, man, I'm, I'm not. I'm going to scratch the surface. So like, I know well, experts that aren't as good as you at, at well, X. When I, when I first started in the real estate arena, that that was it because I was the questioner. I, yeah. I went to so many things. We did that real estate investor stuff, and it's yeah. like, I, I had to go through all of that in order to before I could actually act. Yeah, right, exactly. Because that's the question. Like, I going through that process, though, we talked about it in the failure episode, right? It's like going through that process. Now, all of a sudden, when short sales are the thing, I do know what to do because I spent so much time researching it. You know, I think a lot of people don't give credit to the whole analytics thing. Doing analytics is actually doing something, it It is is action. Yes. You know, it's just what you maintain in your brain and how much you you recognize. Yeah. It is kind of like the difference between book smart and street smart. Yeah. You know, you don't necessarily know how to apply all that you've learned, but right. you still learn. You still have experience. Yeah. You spent, you know, what I mean, how many hours did you spend doing that? That's oh yeah. Experience, regardless, for sure. Yeah, absolutely. I, I mean, I get and sometimes I think I get so deep in something. I'm like. I got to come up out of this hole. Like, uh, I got to start doing something. And then sometimes, like, I get so down, like, I lose that, like, uh, enthusiasm or whatever it was. Yeah, you lose drive. Yeah. But I get so so far down, I'm like, you know what? I'm not into this anymore. Like, this isn't what I thought it was or whatever. Like, I was excited last week. And and that's fine. Yeah. I, I think that's fine while you're trying to find out where you're going. Yeah, it's fine for people who are out there trying to find something. Like you go down a path, you find out you don't like it, turn around. Well, yeah, come come back around, bring it in. Yeah, you know, it it just sucks when you go through ten years of your life and you're still at this fork in the road. That that's the part that sucks. I I can agree. Yeah, you and know? Then, and I got there too before, and it's like, fuck, what am I doing? I got to stop this or whatever. I spend so much time analyzing going to classes and this and that. And yeah. But when I look back, knowing what I know now, it's like, that's what I had to do to get to where I'm at. And now I'm, 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 I'm happy. I'm comfortable. I'm getting up at 3 a.m. Cause I have this thing that popped in my head in my, when I'm sleeping, you know? Yeah. So you got this notepad, just have this notepad right, right here. I have, yeah, I have one right by my bed with a pen always there. Half dreaming writing things down that's where you know that's where dreams sometimes in that consciousness you know yeah well you you need a dream in your mind to remind you of what life is really doing to you that's the thing that's a little like kind of hack if um you have a problem or something you're 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 stuck on or dwelling on or whatever give pose that question to your subconscious before you go to sleep and a lot of times you'll dream about the answers wake up i wish i remember my dream i had a weird dream last night though and that's why keeping that pen right by your bed and like immediately writing when you wake up, immediately writing down stuff that's in your head because eventually it's just gonna, you know, in a few minutes it'll just speak from your, your brain. Yeah. Yeah. No, that's, but, that's tough to do. but that's to me, that's all part of the process. I think 
anybody who's been in your shoes i mean i was in your shoes once you you look at four or five years of your life past and you're still at the fork in the road yeah but what you don't realize is that you've traveled six or seven or eight forks maybe halfway and then you've come back so don't look at your life as a long journey like look at how many paths you've actually attempted yeah that's where your mileage has gone and that's the thing you've got to when you get to that point you have that frustration or whatever it is you got to go and you got to like, okay listen what was i up to all this time like where did i go okay i didn't work sometimes like i have that feeling though of like bro, all i do is talk about this that and another and i don't do shit like but that's part of the process i think it is unfortunately that it is part of the process and you, you got to go through it yeah learn it and like you know again talking about people in the first and second quarter like a lot of the people in the first and second quarter, they have the same frustration. They try different things, they don't like it, or they put all their eggs in one basket on your final. That's not the basket they want to be holding. Mm-hmm. You know, you got to drop that and start all over again. And there's there's nothing wrong with that. No, yeah, Everybody, I Everybody's going to go through that. Yeah, for sure. It, it's, once you have that realization, everything after that is like gravy. But I know a lot of times coming up to that, I'm like, dang, what am I doing now? Like, what am I? Like, but now I'm like, I. Pfft. I'll go through things. I'm, I'll look at something. I'm like, oh yeah, I'm super excited. And I'll go. I'm like, you know, this isn't this isn't aligned with what I want to do. And that's the thing I can say now is, this isn't aligned with my goals. This isn't aligned with something I want to do right now. So I'm just gonna let it be. Yeah, but even coming to that, that I think that helps. That takes a long time. Questioner, but it takes a long time. Yeah. But that's what that's the heart of the questioner, right? Mm-hmm. You need to justify things for yourself. Yeah. And at one moment in time, you were doing something that justified it. Mm-hmm. Come to find out what you're doing is not really justifying what you intended to do, maybe something like that. I don't know. Is that what you're trying to say? Kind of. It, or it's like, um, you know, you, you, know, you get an idea, like, oh, this is, this, this is going to be fun. This is be great. And then you start kind of getting into it and whatever. You're like, this isn't what I thought it was going to be this isn't what I wanted to do or whatever. Like I get a lot of those things. I see a lot of those things like that. But I, I, again, I think that you're not alone in that. No, I, I know that. that. You coming to the realization that this path is not something that you want is ultimately going to bring you back to the fork, unfortunately. Yeah. yeah. But you'll be heading down another path and then you'll be able to realize that like faster, quicker. Yeah, right now it's yeah. When I see something new or some technology or something, I'm just like I can I can get quicker at saying I'm not gonna implement this. I'm not gonna adopt it. I'm not gonna go down this whatever. I'll read the article or whatever. Okay, cool. And I just move on. Then you move on. You know, take take something. Yeah. You invest the time, yeah. money, you know, money, energy, resource into it. Take a little bit from it, right? I've invested something. I'm gonna pull something out of it. Yeah. Now I'm gonna come back to the fork, and I'm gonna go down a different path. Yeah, and like I said, it's now that I, I have a very clear and concise goal and path I want to go down. It's easy to just, you know, when I come to something, it's like, nope, this isn't where I want to go, and I just go next. And oh, this isn't this. Yes, no, yes, no. And I, it's easier to navigate now. But that that process, I think, is just is part of growing up. And yeah. I think people in the first and second quarter should be doing that. Yeah, and a lot of times, I think, like especially the obligers stuff, they get stuck in that. Well, I think, for, I think for obligers, I think they get stuck going down paths that other people want them to go down. Mm-hmm. 
not necessarily themselves. Yeah, and then, oh, I can't let down my boss. I can't let down my family. I can't let down my friends. But see, the thing about the questioner tendency is that they can come back to the fork once they realize that it's not within them. I don't think the obligers, if they start heading down a path and other people are keeping them accountable to staying on the path, they're going to go deep. They will. How many times have you seen people that are like, like, I hate my job. Well, how long have you worked there? 30 years. What? <laughs> are you fucking crazy? Well, no, you know, I, I got to stay here. And before but, I was like, that's stupid. It makes no sense. Now I'm like, oh, you're an obliger. People, yeah. People are counting on you. But I see it all the time too. I mean, especially when I was going to school. Like I see, I see people going down career paths or, you know, they're getting into fields. I was like, I'm not sure if you understand what, you know, I want to get a business degree. Like, I'm not sure you really understand. Because your dad said so. Yeah. Yeah. Business you don't necessarily need a degree for. Like, that's something you learn in the field. You get the degree so that you can get the job. But once you get the job, it's completely different than what is taught in school. Yeah. But that's the thing. Like, getting people to read this book or at least know this information, like, you can look and say, fuck, I'm a blinder. I hate this job because people look con on me. Right. And they can. Yeah. The Tony Robbins, never again, no more. But for the obliger, they can't. Jerry Maguire, question. Come see me, I'll take you with me. I am Mr. Black People. I will will Jerry Maguire you out of your situation. Call me, holla. I don't give a fuck. Yeah. But I mean, it's like, uh, I don't think it's that easy for obligers. It's not. I know it's not. I know it's not. Because, you know, even like I mentioned in the show, okay, this doesn't make sense to you. You want to go into a Blige Rebellion, yet a Blige Rebellion is going to kill you. Because Literally. you're not on any path, yeah. because there's no longer that external accountability coming into you, yeah. and you're stuck. Yeah, you have no drive of your own. You yourself are not able to motivate yourself to move in any path. Mm-hmm. You just found yourself down the wrong path, you're stuck. You can't even come back to the fork. Yeah. You know, that's a horrible place to be. And now Most you're rebelling against those that had that you are, on that path. Right. And now you're stuck. Yep. And that's a that's a horrible place to be. You know? Yeah. For any Roger that's out there in that situation, they need to go get a new accountability partner, yeah. right? To find bring them friend. back to the fork or yeah. or to yeah, find new friends. Yeah. You know what I mean? Surround yourself with different people. So that you can at least get going in a different path. Hopefully, your friends or your accountability manager is in line with what you're thinking. You know what I'm saying? Or you've got to pour your heart out to them to get them to say, this is how I feel. This is why I'm stuck. I need somebody to pull me out of this quicksand. Right. But they need, you know, if you're in the rebellion, you need a new leader that's going to lead you down a path in which you're not going to rebel against. Yeah. Yeah, that's and that's when you're gonna have to be vulnerable a bit and say, "Listen, help me get out of here, because I can't do it myself." Yeah, and that's you know, and for the obliger, I think that's why a lot of them don't, you know, even though they've been stuck in this job for twenty, thirty years, they don't, they don't do anything about it because yeah. the alternative is worse. Yeah, yeah, they can't. Yeah, they really just can't because mm-hmm. it, it's probably hard to find another person, especially you know who who you're gonna look to a questioner. Or yeah, or what, what other job are you going to find? But yeah, you know, there's there's times in which if you sense that coming on, yeah. you, can, you can look for new friends early, 
yeah. to support you in this new idea that's going on. So that way you already have a support system in place before you take action. And that way, when you rebel, you can rebel real quickly. And then with this new group, you can kind of just follow them on the path. Maybe. I don't know. That might yeah, be something a, we, did, we didn't touch on in the show is that like obliger, obliger, companionship, companionship. expectations yeah. of each other, like holding each other accountable. Like that's, that's kind of, that's clean. Cause there's so many obligers. And then if you come to one of us, a questioner or uh, a upholder, we don't want to deal with you. Yeah. <laughs> Cause you can't do, you but can't walk yourself down your own path. Right. Yeah. But, which is what you need. So it's like, I see how, that's how these people can get stuck a lot. Dang. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, and it just they just have a, for the rebel. That's their life, you know. Whether yeah, they right. go down a path, or whether or not somebody else wants them to go down a path, they're not going to do it. Yeah, and the rebel has to kind of just dig deep and find the core value of themselves. And once they find themselves, then then they can kind of go on a path that's you know self righteous, mm -hmm. and they don't have problems with that. The other thing I think that the book mentioned is for rebels they find a system so they can rebel against the system like everybody knows yeah. employees and you know what i mean like mm -hmm. this place sucks i yes. hate this place yes you know but they come to work every day yeah but you know the difference between that person and the obliger person is the rebel loves being there yes you know what i mean or they love being not loved there or whatever yeah whatever like they they put this facade on like they hate yeah. this place this place sucks why you've been here for 30 years yet yeah that's part of who they are so it works for them yeah that's that was a funny, yeah that was a funny story from the book too where she's like the one rebel was like i rebel against being a rebel and that's how i get shit done yeah it's like that's <laughs> clean like how did you figure that out like i'm gonna be a rebe rebel against being a rebel and then boom like and then that's it yeah I yeah mean, it's like oh wow that's creative though like imagine like if you can harness that creative creativity of a rebel yeah you sky's the limit, the limit. but see that's the other thing too you're is like if you're, a, if you're a holder or a questioner trying to deal with this rebel like you can be creative right and like use that reverse psychology or say things to them that's gonna make them want to do the opposite yeah. you know it's like you don't really want to wash my car today and then when they get and you're not very good at it anyway and then really it, yeah. yeah let me show you yeah. how shiny this mug is gonna be <laughs> got him yeah. yeah you know what i'm saying like that's that's yep. like sneaky. that's, that's super like sneaky sneaky stuff. but yeah i mean it, it's just ways and then rebels can do that to themselves too right like they yeah can, they can set the game up so that they can win you know uh, that's yeah. the trick though is to it's to know that and then like trick yourself into yeah well i mean so hard as a rebel it is it is and you gotta constantly change things up do something new all the time because once you get in that pattern it, freedom is your discipline you know it's no longer freedom anymore yeah. So, yeah that's crazy you know but there's there's people that trick themselves and then there's yeah. there's rebels that find their true way you know they find out who their core is and what they stand for yeah. and then at that point what they stand for is their freedom because they're doing what they actually yeah. do. You know, and it, and at any time in history, this is probably a great time to be a rebel because you can really unconform and still thrive. You you can. Um, I don't. I don't know. I mean, 
definitely there are a lot more freedoms for you out there. You know what I mean? You're not gay marriage now. You're a rebel. You're on the board. Yeah. It's against yeah. the norm. Yeah. I mean, yeah. You can do so any, many things now. Any religion is accepted now. Any race is accepted now. Yeah. So, yeah, and can, yeah. Be free and live on the road or whatever and still make decent money and still contribute and whatnot and be a straight up rebel. But then at the same time, because I think that's like the popular thing. There's a lot of, there's a lot of personalities out there that, that are rebels, you know? It's, do, you, do you think they're faking it being a rebel? Possibly. possibly. That's what she was talking about in the book. Where she, yeah. It was, was um, Taylor Swift, I think it was, where she was saying, oh. <laughs> where she was saying like, yeah, you talk about being a rebel, but yeah, you I know you're an opposer. <laughs> But like how, but, but what gets the views and the clicks, right? I mean, yeah, but that's what I'm saying. Like there's a lot of rebel personalities. Yeah. I, I mean, I can easily true. go on social media and be rebel. That's kind of fun. Actually. I don't think there's two rebels, but getting back to what I said in the show earlier is like, everybody's had a rebel phase. Everybody's had one. Yeah. Whether you're, you're a polder, yeah, whether you're a polder, whether you're a obliger, whether you're a rebel naturally or a questioner, you've always rebelled against something at some point for sure. Yeah, it's either obliger rebellion or questioner rebellion or yeah, something. Yeah, but even upholders rebel at yeah, times. Rebellion. Like, yeah, right. You don't want to be controlled. You know, anytime anybody feels exploited for any reason, you're gonna rebel. Yeah, oh yeah. Over that threshold. Yeah, it's easy. Yeah. And that's the thing too. I know I notice that now. Like I like are you throwing a tantrum? Oh, I know why you're throwing a tantrum. It's a rebellion. It's abiger rebellion. Like, oh I get it. Yeah. And I get it. But it's it's hard to like sit back and be like wait wait let me give you some facts about this and then you should be fine and it's like no not yeah. gonna work <laughs> it's not gonna work i know it's not gonna work but i could get yeah. it now yeah all my facts ain't gonna do nothing for you no for the obliger of rebellion you if you're trying to fix it you definitely have to make them feel unexploited yeah and you know take care of that and treat that well if you're an obliger that's in rebellion you know like we talked about earlier that's like the worst place to be you know hopefully that the situation will resolve itself because you as an obliger may not have what's inside of you to make things happen yeah you know or you know a different accountability manager or partner possibly yeah it's kind of you know some yeah. interesting, interesting insights and introspectives. And yeah, that's yeah, good. Just have to think about. That's, and that's this is what this is why I love the book so much. Yeah, I I get it. Like I said, it's grown on me. Yeah, I just I just me myself like and talking about it earlier. I've I've gone from questioner rebel to upholder, and I've done that transition. And like I, you know, it was a it was a pretty I don't say devastating. It was a life-changing event that happened. Yeah. Definitely was taking new boundaries, but to yeah. go from one extreme to the other is just, it's uncomfortable. So I understand why she's saying you fit well within one, but I don't, I don't think I fit well within one. That's just my, that's I, my, I, I feel, I feel free and comfortable sitting like just inside the rebel tendency from my questioner side. Like that's like, that's like a nice sweet spot for me. I like I like that because I, I don't know it, it frees up. If I don't know, it frees up my mind, it frees up my thoughts and stuff. Like I've embraced some of that. Like 
fuck this shit. I don't need any of this. I don't need your bullshit. You're dumb. Shut up. Like, I'm going to do what I want. Like, I, I, I don't know. It's nice. It is. It is. I know. I know. I know it can and does turn people off, but I'm like, that's fine. Like, I, I'm okay with who I am and what I'm up to. Right. You know, I don't need your approval. And like that in itself is a free thing. Yeah, it is. Like, you know, freedom is a discipline, right? Yeah. You know? that's, that's what it is. But being part of the upholder realm now, like, that doesn't get you very far in society. Doesn't. And it I've got to. And by embracing that, I've also learned I got to shut up. Yeah. Because, that's you know, hard. Not only getting along with society, but also, you know, just making contributions. Yeah. You know? People, you try to make contributions that are helpful towards people, and they just see you as this prick. Yeah, you know, this arrogant who asshole. Who doesn't care about anything? Yeah. It's like, this guy's just giving me handouts because he feels bad because he, he's hurt me. You know, they don't actually sit down and take a look at, you know, that this is something, you know, there are things that you do actually care about. Yeah, it's like, I'm, I'm trying to help you. That's why I'm talking to you still. Yeah, you know what I mean? And like, but you, you get taken, again, you don't fit into society. When people look at who you are in general, they confuse that yeah. with your actions. You know, right. Your actions are not out there towards other people or to whatever. Your actions are for self-preservation. Right. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, yeah. Because I, I mean, personally, I, I was like, I've got to, I've got to keep my focus and I've got to keep my energy where it needs to be most productive. Like if I'm right. gonna, if I'm gonna be able to give as much and do as much as I want. I can't, I can't worry about this stuff. I can't be a part of this. I can't be a part of this conversation. I can't waste my time in that right. stuff. I've got to stay here and I got to stay focused. Like, if you feel like I'm being a dick, like, bro, sorry, but that's not, you don't get it. I'm sorry. Yeah. And that's not me because I can't, I'm not explaining it well and I, I'm not carrying but it. That's like, you know, to people who don't have that kind of mindset or they don't have those kinds of goals, they don't understand it. Yeah. I'm yeah. sure you and I both have lost friends in that oh, yeah. moment. Oh yeah. No, I'm I'm not here not talking to you because I don't care about you. Right. Just, I got a million things I gotta do. And at being an upholder, it's like I got this long list. I'm sorry that you're number two hundred and fifty seven on the list, but when I get there, I'm gonna call you. Yeah, and we'll be a hundred. Yeah, it's gonna be a yeah. yeah. But some people take that injury. You know, sometimes people take that injury, they take it for more than what it's worth, not yeah. what that is. So Hey, thanks for joining us on this special experimental episode of Afterthoughts. Let us know what you guys think if we should keep going. Also, don't forget to like, share, and subscribe on YouTube and all your favorite social media and podcast platforms. And until next week, have a great night.